Welcome to Harry Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about the people at work. Okay, last time. On the last episode, I talked about it being nice to have work friends. People you can relate with and share with at work. I mean, you have to spend a lot of time with them anyways. So it's a good thing when you actually like them. But I should probably add, I can also see the other side of that. When work friends become something else, maybe work friends become the bad guy in your story or vice versa. You become the bad guy in their story, right? It's just now a toxic relationship or a toxic memory. Or what about when work friends become work couples, which can be innocent at first, like my work husband or my work wife. I get it. The person I tell my work secrets to. And what if that becomes work flirting or even work, I don't know what we are, there's no label yet. (laughs) It is cool though when work friends become actual married couples. Work relationships really do have so much potential to be the best people in your life. But work relationships really do have so much potential to also be the worst people in your life. Which is probably one of the reasons why I've been seeing a lot of content that feels like if job postings market their culture as a quote unquote like a family it's probably a red flag and you should run. (laughs) I mean, I agree a little bit. If it's a mom and pop shop actually run and operated by a family, then obviously that makes sense. But when big companies say it, it feels like a trick. The thought being it's code for a culture that expects you to make them a priority over everything. I mean, I can't say it's a fact that that's what's happening, but I do understand the red flag suggestion. I have found that the more a job tries to give off family vibes, the reality is like it's prison guard vibes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but you know what I mean? Like family shouldn't feel like this sometimes. I have learned, though, and I wish I knew it sooner in my career, but later is better than never, that my actual real family dynamics has influenced my expectations of my work people dynamics, right? And expectations are both realistic and unrealistic expectations. I think as humans, There are basic attributes we expect from work people. 
especially managers and leaders, right? Respect, dignity, equity, you know, regular people things. But for me, being in therapy and being heady and working on this journey that I'm on, I realized I have additional expectations from work, especially managers and leaders. I have expected empathy and care and concern and interest and support from them. Hopefully you're like, Jennifer, we all want that too. Hello? Then yes, good. We should all want that and we should all get that. But when I don't get these things, Honestly, it feels like a little kid being abandoned at the mall. I know it sounds like a stretch, but the more I've been thinking about it, I might have been subconsciously thinking of my supervisors and leaders as parental or caregiving figures in my life. Not like my boss is my mom or that I want or expect her to act like it, but just that because I lost my parents at such a young age, I think that authority figures naturally became this parental thread for me in my mind. So when my manager is too busy for me or doesn't communicate well or doesn't seem concerned enough, I know it's just work, but I honestly think deep down my inner child feels like she's being dismissed or that she's again losing the people who's supposed to be there for her. Like on the surface, I'm just annoyed, but deep down my inner child is having a huge meltdown. At my last job, my boss, who happens to be my, one of my favorite supervisors, actually, no, probably my favorite. Yep. My favorite supervisors in my career. She had said she was ready to retire and she left. Looking back now on it, emotionally, I didn't realize how impactful it was for me. Like, in my mind, I knew that this had nothing to do with me. It was nothing personal. But emotionally, it did feel like a loss. Or even to, I've left a lot of jobs. And I wonder if one of the many reasons I left each was I didn't feel cared for. Or I was trying to leave before others left me. See, that's what I need to process out of my system. Abandonment wounds. Because my work people are not my family. But my actual family is making me project feelings onto my work people. And other relationships, I guess, too. Yes, my work is required to give me regular people-to-people -people level of empathy and concern. But not mom and dad level of empathy and concern. So then I guess maybe I'm becoming the red flag version of thinking work is like a family. <laughs> Dang it.
I don't know. Am I making sense here? I always feel like I start to talk in circles when it comes to this topic. Because maybe I'm a little embarrassed still, I think, with this part of my journey. That these losses that happened so long ago still impact the relationships and the decisions I have today. As if the losses happened three years ago instead of the actual 30 years ago. So next week, you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about my family, my actual family, not my work family, <laughs> because I obviously need to get it out of my head so I can breathe deep and take up space. But until then, I was just thinking out loud. Yes, it's great to have work friends. And sometimes those people become actual family. I'm just hoping for everyone it's a green flag experience instead of a red flag one. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. I bring my inner child to work with me every day. Be her family so she doesn't expect work to be. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow, and if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at HeadyGirlPod to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye.